You're tuned in to the MBIT podcast, led by Seamus Madan. Economic and financial topics broken down, educating you on your financial journey. Hey, everybody, welcome to the MBIT podcast in which we discuss personal finance, tech, and entrepreneurship. Today, we whipped up a wonderful episode for you guys. Um, as a very special guest, Will Wiseman joins us to talk about his business, Climatize, which is designed to give users the opportunity to invest their money in environmentally friendly projects. So first off, thank you, Will, for taking some time to hop on the pod. How are you doing today? Hey, Seamus. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with you, and I'm grateful to have this chance to share our mission about you know really how we're really shifting the, the project finance space and then really bringing... Uh, climate finance to your everyday consumer. You know, it's a really exciting space to be in and I'm really uh, excited to share the mission with you. For sure. And I appreciate you uh, taking time to hop on the pod. Um, So, Will, in the past, you were a solar installer. You you were an energy market research intern and founder and president of Clear Blue Sea Initiative. You seem to have had this passion um, for many years now about the environment. But what initially sparked you to want to help with the environment and make an impact? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I got really lucky in that I had a pretty unique upbringing. My father was a marine biologist. And so essentially through my whole life, I was in and around the ocean. And so having grown up with that experience and, and then, you know, scuba diving for well over 10 years, 15 years now, I have already really seen a lot of the reefs uh, degrade and begin to die off. And so the idea of not being able to share that experience with my children is deeply unsettling. And so back when I was about 17, looking at different careers for really where to go, uh, I started to really look into the renewable space and, and realized that you know, not only was it a chance to really be on the, the bleeding edge of innovation, um, to really align my work with impact and to feel like I was really adding uh, just a positive spin to the world. And so from there on out, my entire career has been in climate. I mean, other than a brief stint as a intern at a particle physics lab in high school, it's it's been all climate. So you're the founder and CEO of uh, or co-founder and CEO of Climatize. Um, what sparked you to create um, your own company in that space? And uh, what does Climatize do? Sure. So uh, Climatize, we've developed a way where you can earn money and avoid your personal carbon footprint by simply investing the spare change from your everyday purchases into crowdfinancing renewable energy projects. We provide you then a dashboard so you can see an overview of your financial and environmental impact in a really simple, digestible and actionable way. You can see the avoided carbon of your investments. That's translated into points, and those points can then be redeemed at your favorite sustainable brands. So think discounts at Patagonia. Um, You can get free EV charging credits up that alley. So it's kind of like a mix of acorns and airline miles for the environment. Um, So we then really came up with the idea. My co-founder, Alba Forns, uh, she and I met while doing a double master's degree in renewable energy engineering. Um, and we saw the global climate strikes in Barcelona, um, you know, around the world on that day in, in September 2019, over 7.6 million people showed up for those strikes. And in Barcelona alone, there was 100,000 people. And there was this moment where we were there at the strikes and we just looked out at this sea of people and we just thought, wow, you know, here's this hope, this motivation, all of this energy to really do something great. And yet 
the next day we all would have gone home and, and nothing would have been different. And we just thought, wow, there's no way that you can get 100,000 people together and not really achieve anything. Like, what is it that everybody within this group can contribute? And we landed on the concept of, of spare change, that everybody has a couple coins laying around that they could contribute. And so from that, that 100,000 people there, everybody pitches in 50 cents, you'd have $50,000 that day, 14 million in a year. And then you scale that to those the 7.6 million people around the world who showed up for that protest. And that would be $1,056,000,000 in just spare change every year. And we just saw, wow, here's a way that you can bring individuals and move them from being neutral bystanders into active stakeholders and climate and do it at a price point that's accessible to anybody. That's literally your investment is almost nothing to you. It's the spare change from your coffee or your groceries or your gas. And yet collectively, when we we pool that money together, can actually make a huge impact. Yeah, I like your idea on spare change because uh, we see with Republic, you have to some projects have a minimum investment of like a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks or even a thousand dollars. But the average millennial, only about one in every three millennials, only has like three hundred bucks saved in for emergency expense, and anything above that, they just can't even afford. Um, So I think. For spare change, everyone has, like you said, everyone had time to uh, 100,000 people to show up at these things, um, these events. So I'm sure the people there have some spare change uh, to invest in these projects. Um, Business model wise, uh, how does it operate on the back end? Yeah, so we take a success fee from funds raised. We take 5% from the project developers. So that's from the developer themselves. And that's still lower than what they would pay to a commercial bank. So then there's also a 0.5% annual loan servicing fee. What that does is it allows us to make, uh, you know, pay for the annuity payments back to our investors. It allows us to keep tabs on the project, make sure that they're paying up to date, you know, really build storytelling and narrative around the, the impact that these projects are having to the communities. And then additionally, on the B2C side, we're working with the freemium model at the moment. So, you know, it's free for anyone and everyone to sign up and start investing. If you sign up for the dollar per month premium tier, it gives you access to higher return on investment projects, as well as uh, this kind of personal carbon footprint tracking where we show you the carbon footprint of all of your transactions and, and from there how these investments are, are ranking up against that. How many projects do you currently have on the platform? So we've signed seven letters of intent with project developers, and we have well over a billion dollars worth of project pipeline. I would say the bulk of that comes from a group called Block Power. They're a really inspiring group that they are doing energy efficiency upgrades for low to middle income communities. And what they do is they help them buy, for example, heat pumps instead of AC units. And what that allows the low to middle income tenants to do is that, you know, they are provided this equipment, zero down, with a loan. And the energy savings that they have from having this more efficient equipment is enough to pay the loan back and then some. So not only is the tenant now saving money, they have you know more efficient appliances and are able to repay us who we distributed back to our investors. And uh, on the consumer side, do the customers who invest their money using your platform, do they get their money back as a return on investment or is it through um, points or rewards? It's a return on investment. So there's the point and reward system that 
you know, allows you to have in-game achievements and, and kind of things within that to gamify the full process. But you are actually getting a return on investment on these projects. And these are fixed rate debt products. So as opposed to something like Republic, where they're doing equity, you know, you could be up 30% or down 10%, you know, in the, in the public markets or with private companies, you know, your money could disappear with a startup. You know, there's upside, but there's also downside. With this, it's a product of financial products, somewhat more like a car loan or a, a mortgage, where you know we're providing and doing the diligence on these projects. We've curated this this list of projects to make sure that they're both technically and economically viable. From that, we're bringing them onto the platform, and then you can kind of earn anywhere between six and eight percent return on investment generally per project. And when and how easy is it is it um, to pull your money out? So that's something that we're working on at the moment. Admittedly, these are illiquid investments. So right. you are repaid in drip annuities, like as they're paying back either on a monthly, quarterly, or biannual basis. Um, but we're looking to try and find a liquidity partner. And, and we've had discussions with some banks like Barclays, for example, to be able to really offer this as a sustainability product. Because at the moment, these large financial institutions, City, Chase, Barclays, none of them have any uh, sustainability projects and, or products. And so if you go and look at their credit cards or whatnot, there's nothing within the sustainability or climate space. And so what we're looking to like provide to these larger financial institutions is a way that they can incorporate new financial products into their product listing and to be able to kind of offer the equivalent of a partner card. So think, you know, um, Someone like City, they have the American Airlines Platinum Card that comes with incentives for foreign travel, for American Airlines, you know, you get points at gas. What we're trying to do is spin up the equivalent of a, a loyalty rewards program, but for climate, so that all of your rewards and points are really kind of stimulating the sustainable economy. That's awesome. And what's your uh, vision for the company long term within the next five years or so? Oh, well, we're looking to go global. So at the moment, we're using the uh, regulated crowdfunding framework within uh, the US. And we actually pivoted the company from the EU to the US because in March of this year, the SEC actually changed the laws around regulated crowdfunding. So we can now fundraise up to $5 million per project. And really in the EU, this renewable energy crowdfunding industry is pretty well mature. There's 37 competitors. They invest well over a billion euros per year, but it's very fractured and domesticated because of all of the um, kind of regulatory regime friction. In the US, now that barrier has been removed. So in the, in the past, it was only a million bucks that you could fundraise per year. Now it's 5 million. We're looking at a market that's 16 times as big, really one regulator, and essentially much more of a homogeneous market in terms of language. And so because of that, we're looking to make our moves here in the US first, develop, become a more mature company, expand to the EU, and then look to you know, sign partnerships with, you know, there are some competitors, but we like to look at them as more like collaborators because that's what climate is. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a collaboration ultimately. A company called renewables.org, you know, they're focusing on really the Middle East and East Asia. At some point, we'd love to collaborate with them and see how can we support their projects as well and really make this a global initiative to build the people's financial network for climate action. We see this as a way for regular people to be able to finance the energy transition and really gain the benefits of it. At the moment, 
you know, kind of both the financial um, benefits and and the really ownership of these projects is hoarded among private equity, among large commercial banks. This is an asset class that hasn't been available or accessible to you know everyday people in the past. And now we're seeing this kind of distributed model take root in you know not only crypto we're seeing DAOs, and we're doing this with kind of the cousin of that movement with crowdfunding to be able to pull distributed finance together to fund these these traditionally unavailable assets for sure and i mentioned this a little bit before the pod um but the compound annual growth rate for environmental consulting services is up 11.8 percent from 2021 to 2022 um, so it's clear co- corporations are focusing on the environment um, we have apple is trying to become uh, environmentally sustainable by 2030 um, and then we see that china is starting to focus uh by 2060 um, so it's definitely a movement. And as you also mentioned before the pod, uh, Gen Z is most focused on climate change and healthcare. And I interviewed Scott D. Clary um, the other day, uh, a week ago. Um, he's got this company, On Me Patch. Um, basically, it's like these clear, transparent patches trying to get rid of all the fillers in a healthcare product. Um, so definitely the next generation is focused on more clear and transparent um, products, especially uh, in regards to the environment. Um, but on that point, uh, I'd love to add yeah. one thing too: is that you know something that we're rolling out from day one is that all of our investments are on chain. We're using the Tezos blockchain to uh, track every penny that goes into the system, and we see that as really a necessary component, not only leveraging most you know, advanced technology that's available to us these days, but there is too much greenwashing and there is too much you know, kind of opaque layering on top of carbon offsets and and the climate space. And we need to build that trust to really show not only the consumer market, but just, you know, the industry as a whole that this impact is happening and that their money is being well used. And what's the benefit to the consumer or people creating the projects for uh, you guys using blockchain? So, I mean, ultimately, it will allow us to have more liquidity in the projects. Um, You know, there are secondary markets, especially when you use blockchain. But really what we see it as is a trust builder. You know, early on, uh, we're going to be using that as a trust leverage. And then we have some really exciting products that, you know, I'm not really going to speak to at the moment, but some really exciting things rolling out leveraging that technology in the future. When investing in uh, projects, can you only use uh, U.S. dollars or are in the future, are you thinking of expanding to accepting crypto? Yeah. So at the moment, we're just using fiat currencies, but we definitely have that on our product roadmap. There's some really interesting um, new kind of cryptos, especially in kind of these new refi movements. So regenerative finance. Um, There's DAO and the Toucan Protocol. They are spinning up crypto, which is based on carbon credits. And those carbon credits uh, have inherent value because you have carbon markets around the world, in California and Europe, where you actually, you know, large industrial customers have to buy these carbon credits to be able to pollute. And so because of that, you know, if this uh, currency is based on a, a increasing value product as there's more scarcity around the availability of carbon, then you can leverage that value into ideally, you know, being able to build projects on the back of that cryptocurrency. So that's on our roadmap and, and we're looking at that, you know, on the horizon. And for anyone interested in getting climatized, where can people find you and uh, and your app? 
So we're launching April 2022. So counting down the months here, um, we're building up up our our pipeline. Yeah, exactly. And that's really just we're moving through the FINRA process to be able to go live as a regulated crowdfunding portal. So you'll be able to download us in both the Apple Store and Android. And uh, any final thoughts you'd like to say uh, to the audience before we wrap it up here? Uh, Yeah, I would. You know, what I'd like to say is that the climate movement needs everybody. There are loads of roles uh, in every skill set. And if you don't feel satisfied what you're doing now, come join the movement. We need more people. We need to continue to build the momentum in this space. These jobs are high paying. They're with really passionate people and they're with really innovative companies. This is the time to do it. And you know, if you just don't feel like you are doing what you love every single day, then consider joining us. Completely agree. It's a rapidly growing industry, and uh, it's great that you guys are jumping in on it. I think uh, I think this app is going to be a big success. Um, I'll have a link uh, posted down below um, on your website. And thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning into the uh, MBIT podcast. That wraps it up for today's episode. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, it would mean a lot if you dropped a five-star review down below. Um, we'll see you in the next episode. And special thanks to Will for coming on the pod. It was a pleasure. Cool. Thanks, Seamus. Same deal. Disclaimer. The podcast you just heard is not a recommendation to buy or sell any stocks, holdings, or securities. The podcast is also not meant to serve as the basis of any investment decision.